Log Talk Radio. Always get the short version of my Vibe Time Seal Crazy song. It never fails. I want to welcome everybody to Vibe Time with Jerry. I have David Flowers, my co-host, and psychic medium Teresa Sayers live, but they're on mute right now. Um, Don't have really any of the latest paranormal events, so what I am going to say is make sure that you go to John Stevens' Virginia Paranormal Events page. That gives you all the latest events as far as in the state of Virginia. And then he has his website, www.virginiaparanormalevents.com. And you can see every single paranormal event that's available out there. And so we are limited time with Teresa because we only have an hour. After this, the freaks will be chatting with Alex Matsu. I think I said her name correctly. I'm not sure, but I'm sure I'll figure that out. I'm sure I'll get corrected on that. So anyway, let me take everybody off of mute. Hello. 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 You there? Hello. Uh-oh. Do we have a lag? Yeah. Hi, Kevin. No sound. Okay. Hold on. Can you hear me now? I can't do that. Like four of you. Boy, that's a big echo, isn't it? <laughs> All right, yeah. the video has. So, okay. You can hear me now, right? Hi, Katrina, how are you? I'm just trying to make sure everybody can hear us. I cannot see the chat, so hello. We have Kevin on, we have Katrina on, we've got Kimberly on, and gone. All right, so Maggie Dunn's on. They're saying no sound. So what is it that we're doing wrong where we're not getting sound? Because we have to mute the mics. Okay, so how am I going to All right, so how am I going to get it to where they can hear? Because we're they're, you're talking through here... If I unmute this mic, then we're going to get a bunch of feedback, unless I plug my headset in, maybe. Try it. All right, we're going to try it. Okay, no audio. How do we we mess this up when we've been doing this for weeks now? It's a blonde thing. So I think that's your blonde thing. All right, let me see. 
call Jerry. Their feedback, right? There's a lot of feedback. I just turned my phone down. So. That's my phone. That's it. That's the whole show. What? She can hear me now. Maggie could. But there's feedback. There's an echo. Hold on. And it does, and it's even on echo cancellation. It's something going on when you're trying to do StreamYard and Blog Talk at the same time. Yeah, but we didn't have that problem last week. So what is wrong this week? Good question. Because they can hear me now. Thank you. I got your completely down, right? I know there's an ass load of background noise. I'm making sure that everybody's volume is cut down off of their phones. Now I'm not getting... That's because David muted me. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, um... Turn your computer volume down. Okay, let me try that. Hold on. All right, now I'm going to unmute me. I think that was it, right? I think we got it now. My computer volume was up. All right, now we got it. Told you that's why I got him on the show. All right, can I take these things off now? No, you still need those. Now y'all are echoing, though. I wonder why. This is all good. Okay. So we're good to go. How's this? I can hear you. I can hear both of y'all just fine. Yeah, right. You're good. All right. Is it is it because hold on. All right, what about now? Say something, David. Something, David. 
Okay, so all right, there should be no echo now because I muted him, muted her. I'm unmuted, and my computer sound is down now that we have spent eight minutes trying to decide what the hell is going on with our system. So remember this, Teresa, when you come back on. Lord have mercy. I'm still hearing echoes. I know there's a six-second lag. I've already been informed of that. Thank you. It's my Internet. You know, I'm out here, and, and my Internet lags. I'm out in cow country. What the hell do y'all want me to do? <laughs> I, I know you would yeah. love yeah, more for me to do what you're I, at. I don't think it's that. your Internet. I don't think it's your Internet. I think it's something between StreamYard and Facebook. Yeah. Echo, though, even though you're muted. So where is that coming from? David Flowers, fix it. <laughs> hey, I I exceeded my expertise. Kimberly called me a leg and <laughs> streamed hard. So, um, Teresa, you came on my show last month, but unfortunately, or it's been a while. It's been longer than that, hasn't it? I think so. Hey, when was the last time she was on? I don't remember. It was... Uh, See? I think 2022. Uh, I think she was on in May. Kimberly, don't tell him that he's correct with stuff because he'll get a case of the big head. Don't do that. Kimberly said that Flowers is correct. I'm always correct, even when I'm wrong. Thank God for Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Nothing. Are you? Ooh, ooh. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> Not like that. Oh, my Really shut up. I really Go sit that. in a corner, please. We're just going to say, okay. how's that? Because there's too many, everybody yeah, is using psychic medium. Of course, we have to. But, yeah, I am a physical medium. I'm sorry, i got to see this. Hold on before I go. All right, you got to elaborate on that one so people will know. Oh my God! Um, for me, what happens is I can take on the hell. Sorry, go ahead. I can take on the mannerisms of deceased loved ones. I can feel their pain, um, what they're feeling, and all that. I, it's like it's almost as if you're feeling everything that they're feeling. If they're sick, you feel sick. And uh, I lost my train of thought. Keep going. <laughs> what? I cannot hear. There's a lot of lag. I'm sorry. What the? F 
fudge. Hey, girl, I didn't do it. All right, so we got on subjects before that talk about, and I can't remember what they all were. Yeah, um, where did we leave off? Does anybody remember? We were talking about other psychic mediums, narcissism, narcissist men. We were on those subjects on our last (laughs) show until... There's a lot of narcissists out there. Oh, my God, yes. Until David took that tampon... Messed it all up. All right, so can we get serious? This going to happen again. Yes. Can you for once? I don't know. I forget what I am. Can you for once be serious? No. Yes, it was a nose tampon show. Oh my God. I know, Katrina. We're in trouble. <laughs> this happens. Oh my God. We were having a good we were having a good talk about psychic mediums and oh how they're all different not all psychic not how they're all different because people yeah always put them the same and then David Flowers comes out with this discussion about tampons and how they're supposed to be a part of your ghost hunting kit. Oh, God, help me. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to see if I can get on Facebook while we're talking so I can see the chat. Um, he does. Y'all, and it's terrible. Okay. <laughs> He has no idea what he got himself into when he co-hosts the show. God help us if when Teresa was on, because then it's a hot damn mess. Okay, get down to business. 14, 15 minutes later. Thank you. Okay. Ryan doesn't need My hair is in because it's been cut, it's been blow dried out, and she actually oh, washed it, so just really messed up my curls. So it's straight as a board right now. Do this. But thank you. Go pee on a light socket. There you go. Okay, hold on. There you go. Here's our Jerry. Thanks, Kimberly. Yeah. Okay. He's probably going to need a bottle. And no more spook cooties. <laughs> oh, my God. 
So in our last episode with Teresa, before we got interrupted by David's tampon series, tampon. <laughs> we were talking about psychic okay. mediums and all different. That's what we were talking about. Because yeah. everybody likes to pair us all being the same, and we're not. <laughs> um, no. Different, ouch, different thing. Um, but can I can I just throw something out there? Ooh, my little cut busted open. Um, I just want to throw something out there. I know, right? Um, there's these little pop-up shops coming up with these little Reiki practitioners. And I just want to put that out there because, you know, this is just for the future reference. It goes kind of like um, on the lines of what we talk about with differences and stuff. But this person went in for a session. They were charged, I don't know, let's just say over $100 for their session. And they were told by this person that they um, have entities attached to their chakras. And for 500 additional dollars, they could give them a kit and it would take away the entities from their chakras. Oh, bullshit. Yes, you said that. Oh, damn. Okay. Ted, Jerry, I'm yeah. sorry. Hmm. So I'm just like, I just, I just want people to be aware of certain things. You know, when you're going in for sessions like that and people don't allow you to record, that's the first thing allow you to record, don't go to them. That's one. Mm-hmm. The other thing is if you're dealing with somebody that is a practitioner like that, uh, they should be able to clear them chakras at that session and not have to charge somebody an additional $500 to, to do that. I'm just saying. <clears throat> Where is that noise? I don't know. It sounds like a submarine. It does, but I don't know what it is. So I just wanted to throw that out there to people so that, you know, people don't get taken because, you know, people are going for help or they're trying to you know, they're trying to get help from somebody, and that's like just taking advantage of somebody. That's just, you know. There's a lot you just, of them out there anymore these days. Yeah. So I just want to put that out there. Now, touch on the psychics, because I'm looking up something as you're going. I was looking up the name of um, this place. Uh, so touch on some stuff. Yeah, you're checking out something, and I was looking at something, too. Well, stop looking at it. I'm doing something. It's, it's important. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm looking at something right now. Can you can you take take that part over, Teresa, while I'm looking this up? I'm sure okay. you know what I'm doing. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, so if anybody has any questions, um, feel free to ask some questions, please. Um, okay, I got a question for you. Ooh. For you. For me. Teresa. Okay. Yeah. Yes. How, how do you tell the difference between a real psychic and somebody who just has gas? <laughs> okay. A real psychic will hide their fart. <laughs> the one that has gas lets it out. Okay, because you, you see a bunch of people out to say, I'm this, I'm that. And they ain't nothing. Seen a lot of that. Mm-hmm. There, there, yeah, there's so a lot of How do you tell the difference? Somebody like me, how do I tell the difference? Yeah, because he's an open-minded. That's a good question. Um, I know with me, when somebody sits down with me, honestly, um, if I can't read somebody, I will tell them. I don't sit there and try to make something up just to. Um, give them a read mm-hmm. and take their money. That's not how I work. Um, wait, can you to watch what I'm saying? There are... Oh, no, you don't have to watch what you're saying on this show. Go ahead. There are some that are out there that will read body language. Mm-hmm. Um, they can read very well. Uh, and they will give a reading and watch the person as they're sitting there and seeing if they're hitting on hot spots with that person. Yeah. No, 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 no. And then sometimes they ask too many questions. Watch out for that. Um, or they make Men- you feel comfortable where you start talking. Now, when somebody sits down with me, I tell them, do not tell me. If they start talking, I'm like, please, stop. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. That ruins the reading. The other ones, not all, but they are out there, will do that. They will sit there, and they will try to get that person talking. And there's just certain cues that they pick up on, and they run with it. Right, Terry? I mean, yeah, 75% of communicate with somebody is through body language. Hello, John. How are you? I'm sitting here and angry talking. Trina, I think it's wrong. Yeah. yeah. Katrina um, hit some things on the head. Too. You have to be careful who you allow access to your energy. you got to watch that because you're, absolutely right. you're exchanging energy with you know, you get all these little sluts out here doing whatever the hell they want. <laughs> you're you're exchanging energy. It's it's you can't just just can't exchange energy with any old body. You can't. That's true. And that goes for massage. Goes for Reiki. That goes for readings. I mean, any of that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> spirit cooties. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about. I've had a few that sat down in front of me and um, 
I actually had to tell them, um, sorry, I'm not going to charge you for the reading because there was other things going on, and I was not touching it. I yeah. said, I can recommend you to somebody um, that can deal with this or whatever, but my guides are like, Mm-mm, nope, sorry, we're not going to read this mm-hmm. one, and I won't take their money. Yeah, I've done that. Um, if somebody has come in, let's say for Reiki and something else pops up, I don't even, I'm like, uh, Reiki's not what you need right now. I mean, I just, but every session that I do with a person, they're, it, they're recorded. I make them record them. And it's it's not even a safety thing. It's because when I'm doing, when I'm doing Reiki and I'm doing readings, I'm not here. I'm on a, I'm somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know, and. They try to come back and ask me questions. Do you remember when you said? I'm like, no, I don't remember what I said because I am somewhere else when I'm doing my stuff. I'm in a whole different world with Reiki and readings. And a lot of the time, too, when a person's getting a reading, they don't remember everything. And so they Mm -hmm. can go back and listen to it. Well, some of it's overwhelming. Some of the some of that stuff when you're dealing with people's loved ones and you're talking to them about it, that it's overwhelming to that person, and it's not just overwhelming to them; it's overwhelming to you. Sometimes giving those messages, and you have to, like Katie Bug always told me, detach from the outcome. Oh. Frank is the same way: detach from the outcome that you can't control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. if you don't. Even when you're doing a reading or energy work, whatever, you're carrying their shit with you. But but what I have a big issue with is people comparing all psychics to be the same when they're not. And I get so tired of people sending me videos of different psychics that are trying to compare me like how come you're not more like this person well I can't help it that I'm not like that person hello Ann I I can't help that I'm not this as that person there's an echo somewhere Mm -hmm. so you know it's frustrating right right exactly Um, I'm not going to mention any names I don't do that but there was somebody or someone that sat down in front of me and I saw, oh boy, this guy's in trouble. Um, I asked him flat out, I said, are you dabbling? He said, mm-hmm. no, I want. Okay. And then I said something else to him, and then he said, oh, yeah, uh, I, I read books on all kinds of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You're reading all about it, right? Right. And then I asked yeah, I've another had, question. Yeah. And I said to him, did you draw something dark? I said, because I'm seeing something really dark. And he turned around and he said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I did do that. Okay, we're done here. We're done. We're done. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's we got a lot of new people coming in that I'm not familiar yes. with. So, hi, how are you? Hi, Ann, how are you? But, yeah, you know, I, I just, the comparison part of that just, And we all have different, you know, like you were saying, different levels. Right, right. Because, you know, some people can be on Facebook, you know, and they can, they'll can they do readings right then and there on Facebook with people. Well, not, not Facebook. I've done a couple readings on that. You know, but my, my stuff mostly comes out through energy work. It comes out, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing Reiki or I might be in public somewhere and I have to stop something reading that way but um there's an echo but for the most part that's how it's how I do mine where is the echo coming from that is so annoying I swear sometimes this stuff is done on purpose I don't know so uh Yeah, there's there's times that um, I can tap, like I said, I can tap in. That's where the mediumship comes in. Or um, I just know when the person sits down in front of me. Sometimes I'll just pick them up right away. It, it depends. Mm-hmm. And when I do the readings, I'll have cards in front of me, but I'm not really actually reading the cards. It's what I get from pictures on the cards that give me clues and signs and I'll get flashes uh, visuals in my mm-hmm. mind's eye uh, or thoughts that come up about the person. Um, you know, it, it's all about, like you said, connecting with the energy. Right. Yeah. It's all energy. Right. And so, like, with your abilities, how how long have you had those? Ooh, since I was young. I just didn't know what they were. Hmm. Um, They scared me because I had a a sense of knowing about things. Um, There's... There's a few stories that would probably raise your hairs, but I'm not going to get into that because it's a little personal. Yeah. So that's fine. You don't have to get into your personal Here's stuff. I was just wondering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long? I mean, when, do you um, do you remember your first experience with that? Well, I, I told this story before about when I was, was it four? Going on five when I was sitting on the basement stairs. I told you that story. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was pretty intense. I could feel the energy down there. It was not good, and I could never get past the third step. And I knew exactly where it was located. I could look over. I didn't actually see it, but I could feel its energy and know exactly where it was. And my little butt was not leaving that third step. I don't care how bad I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. I was not leaving that step. 
I don't know how Teresa's voice is muffled. I hear her just fine. Kimberly, are you still on? I I don't have a problem hearing Teresa. I don't see where it's muffled. I'm sure Kimberly will let us know if you're muffled. All right, so she's muffled, so I don't know where it's where that would be. I don't know where that'd be coming from. Because on our, our on my end, everything. I was going to sell my hair under. I hear her just fine. Yeah, yeah. Kimberly says a little bit, but not much. Okay, so it is a little bit. Not much. Okay. Okay. Good. Maybe. And you've got your um your you've got your site. Are you you're are you going to make changes to that, or are you going to keep Wisdom Angel Oracle like it is? I'm not sure yet. Um, indecisive about that one. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. I've been coming up with ideas, so there's going to be some changes. Okay. Well, let me know when you make those changes. If y'all haven't liked your pages, it's Angel Oracle. So I don't know. Maybe well, it's, it's not much of a page right now. <laughs> yeah, I will to get there. It'll be fixed. It's in the making. Yeah, everybody says do separate pages, and I just keep it all on my Facebook. Oh, I didn't say you were lying. I just, I just, everything on this end is clear. That's all. Didn't, didn't insinuate that you were lying. I just, I have to that, um, that I rely on she's hearing different things to make sure that everything is going smoothly because the three of us aren't, aren't hearing that. So I just wanted to check it. To make sure, because I don't, yeah, I definitely don't want um, I echo feedback. I can hear that already, which I don't like, and I don't think there's much I can do about it with being on StreamTard and then being on Blog Talk Radio at the same time. <laughs> so, sorry about that. It is what it is, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't do much about it. Plus, I get a snowball mic, and last time I tried to do that, it didn't work right. And then my other mic didn't work right, so it's just like, what do you want to do? I don't think it's when you come on it happens. I had it happen. Um, it's just trying to work kinks out of stuff. You know, and we got a lag of Internet, and that doesn't help either. I'm out here in the country, you know, so it messes up everything. Maybe yeah, we weren't it's supposed short. to talk tonight for some reason. Every time we get to talk about the subject, it never gets any further. Yeah, but we yeah, but we had some other discussions that we wanted to talk about when it came to psychic mediumship. It wasn't just it just wasn't what we were talking about the comparisons, but there were some other things. I should have written everything down because we were doing a part two and we was really getting into what we were doing and what we were talking about. And well, we'll you know, have a part three. And, and yeah. Write down. I haven't yeah. even freaking figured out part two. Yeah. I, part <laughs> we're two, all fired. I haven't figured out that out either. Yeah, I can't even no, talk. All, we're <laughs> all fired. Every single one of us. Because I'm sure David Flowers don't remember anything because we were too busy talking about ghost kits and tampons. Yeah, sorry. That's the only thing I remember is a tampon. Tampon. Yeah. Sorry out there. Hi, Dennis. 
<laughs> now I know my show is going to be all. Yeah, here's where the internet is going to start. Dennis's powers or whatever you want to call it is just unbelievable. So, like, let's just let's just switch over to Dennis for a minute. I can't even have him on a show like I want because. Oh my God! When he is on my shows, I'm surprised. The last time when he came on, when he came on to the Paranormal Roundtable, that it just didn't knock everything out. Because last time I had him on my show, everything staticed up. Oh, Dennis, what are you doing? Your energy, yeah. high energy, high energy. Fuck, <laughs> that's supposed to mean. I'm not. I'm not saying it in a. My words are not coming out right this evening. I got a new a new person that's showed up on my show, Mike from England, and now all of a sudden it's, you know, I'm not trying to screw up anything. Words aren't being spit out right. But remember the one time you came on the show and it just, I remember we just couldn't, it was so staticky, like we couldn't do anything. Take that tampon out your nose. Oh, my God. I ain't got no, I ain't got the <laughs> tampon in my nose this time. Okay. I can't see you. You went out of camera. Well, I, my nose itch. I didn't want to see, anybody see me picking it. I know, right? I don't know what tampon. So you, you would have had to see the last show, Mike, to, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't even know how that flip-flopped. <laughs> it. Yeah, spirit does love you. What it does. does. So what does Dennis think about tampons? Yeah, yeah. You would have had to hear our thirty-minute discussion last time. It was it was hilarious. Never come on for that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I was fired, Jeff. He said, "Pick us a winner, David." Ha. Huh? Yeah. You never know which get into when this show comes on the air. I mean, you just, it's not a scripted show. And I will say, not to take away from Teresa's beautiful time here, but we are always, I'm always looking for guests to be on our show, always. So, um, Mike, I don't know if you investigate or not, but, you know, message, message us, and, you know, we're always looking for guests, always. We have a good time. Thank yeah, you. When we come back again Thank for the third time. Dennis has defended us about tampons. Told you, David Flowers. <laughs> How about that? Dennis said, uh, what do I think of tampons? They're fabulous for stopping bleeding in a stabbing or shooting victim. Ha ha. <laughs> Everybody should have Pads one in their kit. Too, just saying. Pads work, too, for something like that. Just pull the super absorbent pad on it. So carry those too, David. They work. Tampons That's what the we nose. were talking about. Tampons in the damn first aid kit. That's right. That was what talking about. We switched totally over from psychic mediums to tampons in your first aid kit always. Yeah. I still got gauze in my first aid kit. I ain't got no tampons. Oh my God! He said, "But if the shooting or stabbing is earned, save a tampon." (laughs) (laughs) 
That is a good point. <laughs> yep. I like that. Oh, I wasted this. <laughs> oh my god. So we are losing it. Okay. Yes. Cards. Can we talk about cards a minute. Oh, look how cute she's getting it. Isn't that cute? Hi, dear. That All right, so. But, Jerry, we know you. That doesn't work. <laughs> that means when she does that, i got to watch out. Yeah. No, you don't. The horns are up. The horns are up. Sorry, asshole. I'll only have one tampon, not your lucky day. <laughs> we, we are Kimberly. Not Sorry, not my time. Media. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm trying to talk about cars. <laughs> That's it. End of show. I was trying to change the subject. On cards. If we can be serious, I don't think I can. I don't think we can be serious enough on this show. Dennis no. just needs to, you know, sometime come on here and just break us all up and make us all serious. Some, well, no, oh, never mind. That's not good. Either. Oh, we should do that. If he's up for it. <laughs> Dennis, are That would be fun. Yeah. He'll be all right. Put him on the spot. Ow. All right, so let me get into cards. Oh, my God. MG. Like, all right, so let me ask you something. Do you have multiple decks? Oh, my God, yes. I could have a store, yes. Always your fault, Dennis, because it sounds good. That's why. Blame it on Dennis. What do you see? Yeah, it's not those cards. I'm sorry. I only have one dick. No, you did not say that. Okay. All right. It's, where's yours? Oh, God. Uh, uh, wake up. Uh, Back. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what she said. Oh, Lord. It says he only has one dick. Heck, Teresa. I didn't do a thing. I'm innocent. Yeah. See? To be fair to Dennis, I'm not. And I'm this not is how we go. Wait, Jerry. So. <laughs> no, you can't do that. It doesn't work for me? No, the hmm. No. Okay, fine. <laughs> All right, so cards. Can we can we talk about that a second? My God. All right, so how long have you been reading cards? Because you do it so well. Uh, you get started in the cards. Wow. That's a long <laughs> time. That's a good question. Let me see. I'd say... 30. I started when I was 30. 
I fooled around with them before that, but I mean, I didn't really get into them until, yeah, it was around 30. All right. Dennis wants to know what the difference is between Oracle cards and Tarot cards. Did you ever see that Mimi with Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> I think, to me, Oracle cards, um, I think somebody asked me that before. Uh, I'm trying to think of how to explain it in, in uh, a good way. Tarot is just like one, like... Uh, your eight of cups, your nine of cups, your staves, whereas oracles, they're in yeah, so many different. To me, they're a little more harsh. Oracle cards are, um, I would say, lighter. I don't know if that makes sense or not. And I usually use oracle cards over tarot cards. I mean, I'm not saying I don't use tarot cards, but I try to use the oracle cards more. Yeah, but I think oracle cards have more meanings to them than oh, they do, than your because uh, on by the far means something. Yes, but yeah, I mean that's that's good for somebody that does actual tarot reading. I prefer oracle cards because I just go by what I get, what comes to me. They're just right. They're just a tool. Right. And it also makes the person that's sitting there a lot of the time feel comfortable. I think that they're both designed to do the same thing, but I think that they have different messages. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. One of my friends wanted a reading this morning, so we I set her up with one, and I was going to use a tarot debt, but as I did the meditation part of it, it didn't call for that. It called for a whole different... Love deck is what it's for, as opposed to the your traditional tarot cards. Mm-hmm. And I don't that makes sense, but it just to me tarot is it's different. Oracle decks have different meanings, whereas tarot you know what the ace you know you know what the two of cups is, you know what the six of staves are, you know what kings mean, you know what the queen means, you know what you know balance means. As opposed to when you're do, when you're using an oracle deck, it, somebody has put different meanings into that. Same thing mm-hmm. with um, Vanessa Hogel's oracle deck I got sitting on my dresser. You know, it just she's put her thought process into there. And when you pull that card and you're thinking about that person, it's not it's just not the same thing. Yeah, and tarot mm-hmm. has different they do because you can there's yeah. so many different for tarots. And I mean, you can do some of those lays for oracle, but some oracles you can't do lays like that with. Mm-hmm. That's why I have a combination. Tarot gives you your story, and sometimes your oracles don't. That's why, yeah, that's why sometimes I have a combination of both when I do readings. You'll see the oracle and the, the tarot. There's a card to the universe passing well, a message. I think it is. I will pick a deck, what I'm drawn to, or sometimes Spirit will tell me to have the client. I'm getting ready to block off this person. Thank you. 
Yeah, we got one spam on here, so I've blocked them off. There we go. All right, can you repeat that? I'm sorry, because that message came up, and I'm like, where is this person coming from? There were, like, two people that I'm not familiar with, you know, which anybody can jump on here. It's all good. I don't care, but can you repeat kind of what you were talking about? No, what I was saying is when I do readings, I'll have tarot and oracle. Mm-hmm. Um, I will pick a deck that I'm drawn to that I feel that the person needs, or... I have the client pick a deck. Sometimes spirit will tell me that they need to choose a deck, and that's what I work with, and that's how I go. Sometimes yeah. they need more than one deck, and we have to do several decks. It, it depends right. on uh, what the read is, how, how the information is coming and what they need to know. Right, and I think that comes from the universe. I, I mean, that's not them. coming from us. Right. Exactly. You know, that's coming. But it does help. I mean, because there's Mm. things on there, um, something might not make sense that you're seeing here. And then all of a sudden, you pull a card, and it's like, oh, wait, what you're seeing here. And then this card just confirms something that you were thinking. Does that make sense? Yep, because that's what happened pretty much this morning. So, yeah. Yeah. Or whatever came through. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't see us, so he ignored him. I saw saw it on there twice, but I didn't. I just don't want them spamming the people that are coming on here. So. Mhm. Okay. Does the reader's energy affect the outcome, or is it the client's energy in universe? I think that if you're in a if you're not in a mindset you shouldn't be doing a reading on somebody because I think it does affect a person's outcome. It does. I think you gotta be in a um you gotta be in a good mindset and be grounded and um mm-hmm. to do it. If I if I don't feel right to do Reiki mm-hmm. on somebody I I'll cancel the appointment. I've done that a couple of times because it's not fair to them. So yeah. I I think yeah, I it does affect Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they get a little mad, but do you want an accurate reading or do you want a reading that's messed up? I mean, I don't want to do that. Yeah, if you get a car, yeah, if you get a car pull from a douchebag, it probably won't be good. That is correct. <laughs> you really don't want a car pull from a douchebag. If, yeah, if I'm having a bad day, you know, um, and somebody says. I want you to read my cards. You know, I'll tell them honestly, you know, I'm sorry. I can't. Uh, I'm not yeah. in the right place right now. I, I can't. Sometimes yeah. they get mad. But I'm sorry. I can't do it. I can't just do a read and just do it to make somebody happy and not give them a good read. Right. Well, that goes on the lines of my room. When I if the if my room downstairs isn't balanced, if it don't feel right, I I'll cancel the appointment. But most of the time, I don't know how to explain it. Canceled when I go to my room, I'm like mm, something don't feel right down here, and the appointment ends up canceling on their own. It's weird. Mhm. But if yeah, it doesn't, if if, if, I don't, if I do not, if I walk downstairs. 
and I don't get tired, then there's a problem because my room is supposed to, it's balanced for that way. Right. No, um, I wasn't saying that you were a spammer, Mike. There was somebody that was on here that was trying to spam you. So I have actually, um, I blocked them. Oh. Just so you'll know that. It wasn't you. There was another person on here that, that was trying to spam two people, and I just, once he did it a second time, I just blocked him because he don't need to be on. I don't uh, like spam people. So I wasn't referring to you. I can't call you doll, though. Hey, you ain't going to mess up anything. You ain't going to mess up anything. Let's see. I could never do hard reads if it depends on my energy. I'm always, oh, give me a break. We all know that you're, well, I'm not going to say it. I'll be nice. You know what the spirits call you. That's all that matters. <laughs> uh, Mike, I'm sorry about your friend. Um See, to me, I, I feel like the reason he stopped coming in his dream is because he's already given the message to him that he's already needed to hear. You know, Mike, you can always talk to him, you know. Yeah. And, yes, he, he has, yeah, he has moved on, but he does, he does come to visit still. There's something about a picture. Um, Hi, Dennis. Take care, Dennis. Thank you. There's something about a picture of the two of them. Mm. Oh, my God. What are they doing? Mike? Is there a picture that you have of the two of you that um, I'm seeing a wallet? I'm sure he'll he'll tell you while while he's while he's commenting. Hey, um, David, on this when I get ready to, I can cut blog talk so I don't run into Ryan's precious show with his little guest, but it won't cut us off the stream yard, will it? No. Um, or will it? Mike, Mike's on, sorry, Mike, you're on he's on He's on Facebook. We don't have to worry. I just don't want to disconnect him. Okay, by accident. I don't want to do that. While she's in okay. the middle of doing something. Oh, I don't want you to wait, but I don't think that, thank you. I I don't want you to wait. I just, I think that what will happen is she should be able to go right into StreamYard, right from her stuff. 
Yeah, you correct? just have to unmute her. You have to unmute her. Okay. 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 So, so I just mess up with doing with with Mike on the do that. I don't want to screw him up. So I hang up on the phone. Yeah, you will. And a, yeah, at the go end ahead, of the show, David. She'll hang us up. She'll hang everybody up at the end of the show. Okay. We'll we'll okay. unmute you, and you'll be on the computer then. Okay, because I want to get back to Mike. All right. Yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't. I don't want to leave them hanging out there like that. When you're in the middle of your concentration, cause I can tell by that look upon your face. They give it away. I'm sorry. I was. I was. He's so cute. No, the last time somebody has called me a doll is when I had him on probation, and it was one of these fishermen that we have locally out here, and he used to call me that all the time. So I'm sitting here, I'm smiling because it's taking me back to, taking me back to that probation officer day. But he'd be like, "Okay, doll." You know, he he worked on a crab boat, so it wasn't Miss Reyes; it was doll. I love that. <laughs> yeah, so it's funny. That's, that's cute. But, um, gosh, we're almost out of time. It's amazing how, like, two minutes yeah. fly by, or the whole hour flies by. Well, especially Sorry, when you spend the first 15 minutes fixing stuff. That's not my fault. We'll do it again, and we'll, we will be prepared. Yeah, we'll do it again and be prepared. Um, and I mean, you can ask any. You can ask a question if you want to. Teresa, are you up to that? Or are you still focusing on yeah. Mike? Because I'm going. I'm well, keeping. Well, time. Uh, it depends on what you want to do. Um, yeah, I was focusing on Mike. I'm still getting visuals. Um, and where are you from? But I'd like to know what states people are from when they're when they come on, because I I know I got some some people that are local. But when I see new new faces, it's always really cool to me. Mm. So Teresa, are you? Um, Sorry, I was. Relationship I really wanted to, to finish with Mike. Okay, you can do that. I'm I'm keeping track of our t- the air because I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up on Blog Talk and then we'll continue on Stream Card. So I'm gonna end Blog Talk. Right now, I appreciate everybody that has tuned into Vibe Time with Jerry. Next week, I believe it's what the third week, and we have John Stevens, right? Yeah. Okay. So let me go ahead and end the episode here. Oh, no, 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 I don't want to end it. Shit. Nope. Hold on. Let me hang up.
was a hard drinking sinner with blood on my hands. I was a hard drinking sinner, a gun in my hands, drinking 40 pounds for dinner. Till I met a big man, and the man said, How do we do? How do we do? Looking at my Facebook live screen to see what is going on. Connect streaming software. Go. Why do I need to do that? No, I did not. You know what? I left all my stuff over at Camp Hanover. 
because I've, we've had to here for a few days, and um, I have to get have to get used to using this stupid mouse pad. So I think I might have messed up my live video here. I don't even know what I did. To be honest with you, I have no freaking clue. I don't know. No, why? Now it's on streaming software. What it was on webcam, dude. Seriously. Serious freakingly. All right, I'm gonna start over again. Webcam, thank you. All right, let's see here. Do do do. Sorry, this is professional radio stuff going on here. Having to fix this while I'm talking to you guys. Hope everyone had a good weekend. We had an interesting weekend. Um, I'm not sure how much I can talk about it, um, but we are here. And uh yeah, we'll be here till Saturday. Oh to do. So it's just um with I like my suo. It was just interesting. I had um our friend uh Michael and Rick came over on uh Saturday night, hung out, that was fun. Went to meet up meet up with the team at the cabin. Let them go in, investigate. That was fun. Go live. Let's see. Actually going to work here. Again, sorry for all the confusion. I know this is exciting, riveting radio or podcasting, but ah, here we go. All right, I am on live on the Freak House and Paranormal Show Facebook. Page. Finally got it going here. Whoever is trying to watch this on here, we're here. Welcome to the show. Sorry for the delay. Usually I have a song planned for the first like, few minutes of the few minutes of the uh, show. So I have to cut on after the song's over with, or else you know, if I push live while the song's playing, it'll just end the freaking live feed because you know copyright and stuff. So. That's why then I had a hard time getting it going because I I pushed the wrong button with the uh, the um, mouse pad stuff. So everything is everything is good to go now. Welcome to the show. Taking a step out of my brew through coffee mug. Now I was thinking about drinking regular coffee because I'm tired. I am T I R E D tired. Tonight, and I was sitting there watching the watching TV with RJ, laying in bed, putting him to sleep, and I was just getting like, oh my god! I closed my eyes. I'm like, if I if I actually fall asleep, this is gonna be bad. So I'd actually fall asleep, and I'm like, well, maybe I should drink coffee because I I drink um I got a Rockstar watermelon, drink like half of that, and then I drink not not like recently, just like this afternoon, and then. I got in Chick-fil-A, got a Coke, and I was still tired. Man, I feel like I'd do something. But if I drink coffee, I might be up all night. So I, I'm drinking coffee, but it's decaf. So. And it's with some sugar in it, so hopefully that will help the situation. Um, yeah, so that's what's going on with us. Just, uh, you know, another day. Another day, another day, another day. Now, Tonight, we're super excited, or I'm super excited because I'm the only one here, but 
everyone in general who listens to the show is super excited because we've got Alex Matsuo coming on the show. And uh, I think she's actually in the queue right now. So I'm going to go ahead and just put her on. She's waiting long enough. Eight minutes she was on hold. So probably she probably put her on, I think. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Boom. Hey. All right. Hello. Yeah. Uh, so this has been going on for a while. I, I feel yeah. like this has been going on for a while. Yeah. What's been going I'm on for a while? Ooh. I'd like to say, why do you keep, why do you keep trying? Um, I feel like you're the one that puts into this relationship. You're the one that gives it at all. Like, it seems more one-sided. I don't know if that was her or not. That is the question because I don't think she was talking to us, to be honest. I am confused. So, okay, it wasn't that. Well, why? All right. So, I want to see the notion of the 662 number. Did she, Alex, did she call in? Let me, let me find her. See, this is the fun, the fun stuff you get when you listen to the freaking awesome paranormal show. Total freaking confusion here. Hey, what's the? There's a six one nine number. Oh. Oh, six one nine. Six one nine. All right. So this was confusing because there is a 609 number and there is a 619 number. I don't you know who the 619. Oh, well, I was like, <laughs> actually, that, that conversation that the guy girl was having was pretty interesting. We should put it back on. It, listen, and listen to what it it was, actually. I yeah. thought, like, you had a co-host that maybe was, like, telling you off, and I was like, oh, this is this is juicy. Um, I'm, like, I'm invested. I thought you were mad. This has been going on long enough. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not mean to push the wrong button. <laughs> that, that was all good. It was... Uh, Eight minutes. That was, How dare you? That's so funny. Uh, I Yeah, uh, I don't know what that was. Um I was waiting for the hostess or the for the voice command to say unmuted, and then it never happened. And I heard this other person's voice, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Well, that was that was interesting because the the lady the, the the little hand raise thing is up. Like when you when you if you push one, a little hand shows up on the screen, like a hand oh. raise that you're like saying I want to chat. So that mm-hmm. was next to the lady, or next to the thing. Ooh. So apparently, oh, weird. although I don't know, maybe she, uh, maybe she's from the other show because I think they had a psychic medium on the show and they were, and they were, um, taking questions on there on the Bob Town with Jerry. Uh, so oh, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Left over from that show. Cause they're, they're still going on StreamYard right now. Cause the same, like, she sound like, she was in mid conversation. I thought she was talking to somebody. I thought you were talking to somebody while waiting on me to come on the air. Like we're waiting for me to bring you on, and you didn't hear the introduction. 
But uh, yeah, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's so strange. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's interesting. Um, yeah, nope. I'm happy to be here, and I'm not mad at you. <laughs> okay, thank you. I am glad to hear that. So, how is every little thing going on with you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, besides some drama on Twitter, which you've probably seen me post about, um, doing doing pretty good. Uh, getting into wedding planning mode, um, pretty hardcore yeah. now because I get married in like three months. So it's, I was like, oh, three months. I need to I need to get on that. And luckily today was is Prime Day at Amazon, so I got to get some much needed wedding supplies for like twenty percent off. So. Hey. <laughs> hey, congratulations on getting married. That is that is awesome. Thank you. I'm excited. It the whole bride thing didn't really hit me till maybe like a few weeks ago and now I'm like, oh, I need to get my bride like sipping cup and my bride t shirt mm-hmm. and <laughs> like it, it hit me pretty hard yeah. like in the last few weeks. So, you know, gotta yeah, I'm just gonna embrace it while I have the energy for it. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the closer you get to things, it becomes more real, you know. Like, and it's if it's like a year out, you're like, oh well, it's a year, and then oh six months, still six months away, and then three months comes, you're like, oh, you know, maybe I should start thinking about this now because you know, especially at the fall, you'll start seeing fall stuff in the stores, like uh, mm-hmm. Hobby Lobby stuff like that, and it starts becoming more real and real and say, like, oh yeah, all right, well time is time is actually actually uh you know getting serious about it. So you're you're getting married in October? Yes, October fifteenth is the big day. And you know you cannot pick a better month to get married in. And you can't pick a better yeah, month period I... because October is the best month month of the year. Getting married, you know, with the leaves. I got married in October. My first marriage was October fourth. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, yeah, it was a really pretty. Really enjoyed being married. October, not too cold, not too hot. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's actually. Yeah, that's actually why we picked it because we were trying to figure out like, because the wedding's in North Carolina and that's where I was living for the last ten years, almost ten years until January when I moved to um, the D.C. area. And uh, it was funny because I was like, yeah, let's just get married in North Carolina because I don't want a destination wedding. And, you know, that backfired. Um, <laughs> that backfired quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, October always seems to be like a safe-ish month for weddings. Um, I do have a friend who got married in October, and it was like right towards the end of like hurricane season. So she actually had a lot of rain during her wedding. Um, but... I mean, it was fine. They had tents and everything, so it it was it, it worked out. Um, but yeah, it's like the leaves are changing. You're right; it's not too cold, it's not too hot, and it just it seems like a reasonable time to to do it. So um, we're we're excited. Um, I'm not going too heavy with like a spooky a spooky wedding type of thing because I don't know, like. Well. I, I thought about it, and I was like, yeah, no, I kind of want to just enjoy the holiday. I just want to enjoy our wedding without, you know, being worried about novelty, niche, like, decorations. I just want to, like, get flowers and that be it <laughs> and not have to go to, like, three different Michael stores to get a certain type of, like, ghost figurine, you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's a lot on your already. 
without having to worry about mm-hmm. all that, you know? Yeah, I went to Home Goods today, um, and they had a lot of Halloween stuff out already, and they did. They are putting out these pumpkins, and I'm trying to find it. It's a. It's like a pumpkin that says Mr. and Mrs. Established 2022, and I'm like, oh, I really want one of these pumpkins, and I cannot find it to save my life. So I put a well, post out yeah, to Facebook and Twitter. You saw time, not like the wedding's next week. You saw probably saw time to find it. Yes, exactly. There's there's still or, time, so not quite panicking. You could always, you know, use your crafty side, find a pumpkin, and just paint it. That's true. That's true. Like someone who's good at, you know, calligraphy or, you know, you can do that kind of stuff. You know what? We're talking over, talking, freaking awesome paranormal show. We're over here wedding, talking about weddings. This is a kind of, like, yep. <laughs> we'll talk about anything on the show. You want to talk wedding talk, we'll talk, we'll talk. We'll plan your wedding on this show. <laughs> kind of so love it because I need all the help I can get. <laughs> we do the, the wedding plan, the wedding planning, the wedding planning show. Yep. So this uh, is the freaking awesome wedding planning show. <laughs> yes, the freaking awesome. That's my new my freaking awesome wedding planner. There we go. Well, <laughs> I've got, I found my new niche in my new niche, my new show right there. Um, so we will talk paranormal because that's kind of the reason people listen to the show. Although I'm sure people are now either like curious about what's going on with that lady. And if you're curious about that, check out Vibe Time with Jerry on StreamYard because she's probably on there. And they want to know what about your wedding. And yeah. I, but they also, want about, they also want to know about how you got started in the paranormal. Like what, what got you going on this path you're on? Is it something you've been interested in your whole life, or is it something that just started? How did you get into this? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, I So I had an experience when I was about seven or eight years old. Um, the time's a bit fuzzy. All I know is that it was after my grandpa had passed away. Um, so I had, I had an experience then when I was visiting my um, great-grandma in uh, – Kentucky, and this was Appalachia, Kentucky. It wasn't just like, you know, Lexington, or this was like practically West Virginia part of Kentucky. Um, I had an experience then when I was about seven or eight, and I always, and after that, I always kind of, I always had this interest in like ghosts and spooky things. Like I, you know, I would always check out the books, like scary stories to tell in the dark. Um, Anytime, like, you know, the Scholastic Book Fair, I would look for all the books that had ghosts on the cover. Um, and then as I was growing up, uh, especially like getting into like middle school, um, and high school, I was always like checking out, you know, any type of paranormal book I could find, which at the time it was mainly like, you know, books by Hans Holzer or, you know, books about the Warrens. Um, I did find a few like books about Harry Price, which my immature side didn't really understand who Harry Price was and, um, the content was a bit above me, so I kind of just stuck with Hans Holzer and the Warrens for a, a little bit. Um, and then as soon as I was old enough to drive, I would go to the local cemetery and go ghost hunting. And I grew up in San Diego, so I lived about 15 minutes away from the Whaley House. Uh, so, and, there's a, and there's a cemetery down the street from the Whaley House. So that's where, you know, I was going on Saturday nights, and I would get my 
fellow high school friends to go with me, and, you know, we'd freak ourselves out and try to emulate what we were watching on MTV Fear, if anyone remembers that show. Yes, with that that (laughs) camera that was, like, right in their faces. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that. Yep, yep, probably unlocked a memory for a few people. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we were just trying to emulate what we were seeing on TV because uh, that was um, – that aired between, I think, 2000 and 2002. So, yeah, that was, like – that was peak, like, high school time for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was like, the peak high school time, and I know I'm aging myself right now, but uh, – um, yeah, that was, so that was so that was that was like that was that was fun stuff. But it wasn't until I was in a really bad car accident in 2005, um, going into 2006. Um, I, my car had hydroplaned off the freeway ramp, and um, when I was getting out of the car to get my stuff, another car came and hit me, and I fell 25 feet um, onto the road below, and so I broke a lot of oh bones. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Jesus. yeah, I broke a, broke a lot of bones. I was in a lot of pain. I was conscious the whole time. And they also couldn't give me anything for the pain because my blood pressure was dangerously low. So I was, like, fully present during this entire thing. I didn't lose consciousness, like, the whole time, like, from transporting me into the ambulance and getting to the hospital and the trauma room. But um, as they were working on me, because I think there was some internal bleeding and some trauma to my organs, um, so they were working on me and basically just trying to keep me alive. I don't know if it was the pain or what. And even now I'm like, I don't really know what that was. I either had a near-death experience or I had an out-of-body experience. Um, cause, and the reason why I say that is because I didn't see what most traditional near-death experiencers, you know, see. Like I didn't see the lights. I didn't see a tunnel. Um, I saw my body, like I was looking at my body and I was watching the doctors work on me. I was able to walk Uh around the hospital. I could walk to the lobby and see my friends, you know, supporting my mom, um, during the time, during like the whole ordeal. And, um, and what, and then I was back in the room, like watching the doctors work on my body. And I looked over to my left and I saw this other guy was next to me. And uh, he was next to me, and he was kind of positioned very similar. You know, he was watching somebody work. He was watching a team of doctors work on his body. And keep in mind, this was New Year's Eve, 2005, and it was raining at the time. So hospitals were completely packed, completely packed. Um, So I was sharing a trauma room with another person. And um, and I don't know, like – it, it felt like a roller coaster. I was going down a roller coaster, like, for the first big drop. And the next thing I knew, I was waking up, and this guy was cleaning my face. Um, but then after that, I started noticing, like, a shadow around me. And eventually that shadow manifested into an actual person. And it was the guy that I had seen during my experience. And he actually ended up sticking around me for about eight, nine months. And he always kept saying the same thing, like, why you, not me. Um, and later I found out from one of the nurses that the man that I had shared a trauma room with, he didn't make it. He had died in a motorcycle accident. Um, so I basically picked up this attachment. Um, and this was, 
and this was right when, like, Ghost Hunters, a TV show, was starting. So the paranormal community wasn't what it is today where you could just find a team anywhere, you know. Um, So we couldn't find anyone to help us. And we were Southern Baptists. Our pastor wouldn't touch this with a 10-foot pole. Um, We did get some help from the Greek Orthodox Church, but I don't know how effective it was, especially when the person who came over to, like, do the blessing and everything – she basically handed me a industrial size spray bottle filled with holy water and said, Hey, you're going to need this. <laughs> so, um, there you go. which, yeah, it basically, it's like, I did my best. Here you go. Um, what eventually resolved it? Well, what I like to think what eventually resolved it was, um, I don't know, just one night I was home alone. Um, and I just kind of spoke to the open air and I said, you know, I'm sorry that you didn't make it, um, that I'm not going to apologize for surviving. Um, I'm sorry you didn't survive, uh, but you need to move on. I need to move on because this isn't healthy for either of us, um, which for a 20-year-old, that's, that's, it's like wild. It's like, okay, I'm not drunk. I'm not high. <laughs> I'm sober. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not going, I'm not going through a hallucination. I mean, because my mom, my mom experienced him as well. Um, but, yeah, so after that, I got really inspired to get in, get to get to dive deeper into this because I wanted to be able to help people um, and give them the assistance that I couldn't get when I was dealing with my issues. Um, and then it wasn't until – but it, it actually didn't end up happening until, like, five years later after I was done with grad school that I really dove deep into this. So – it's kind of a my origin story, so to speak, is kind of a chapter is or is um is in multiple parts. Like I had the experiences when I was young. It was just kind of fun and games until the attachment happened. And then it was like, Okay, so this is a serious thing that people do experience. You know, what can I do to help them in the future? So yeah, I just started diving deep into taking classes and reading books and listening to, you know, at the time Art Bell. Um, then it became George Murray. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it just it just kind of turned into that. Then turned turned into something like I didn't anticipate that it would turn into like books and TV appearances and you know going traveling all over the world to like check out these haunted places, helping people with their own paranormal issues. It it definitely uh, if you told twenty something year old Alex that this is where she would be in twenty twenty two, she'd be like. Ooh. Really? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, things happen for a reason, although it, we probably could have done without the whole, you know, car accident thing. You know, that, but that, that must have been so hard for you. You're just getting over, you know, you know dealing with broken bones. You're in freaking pain. And this, this spirit is attached to you and, trying to make you feel bad for a living and you don't know how to you don't know what to do you don't know how to uh how to deal with it how to get rid of it and sure the people mm-hmm. that you talk to the great orthodox church they didn't know they don't have the, the knowledge that um we have now as far as getting rid of spirits and you know they don't they don't they mean maybe the upper higher ups do in the church but maybe not the people that you went to you know in your mm-hmm. local church. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, amazing 
that you know you came, that you came out of it you know a good you know, head on your shoulders because it could seriously have been you know really like mentally traumatizing for you well, I'm sure which I'm sure it was mm-hmm. and a lot some people would not have come out the other side as well adjusted I guess yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and I did walk away with some trauma um, because sometimes, like, um, well, it's more car accident related. But what's funny, yeah. what's not funny, but interesting is that, you know, um, I ended up telling my story on the TV show Haunted Hospitals. And what really drew them in was um, I was telling them some of the sightings that I would have of this entity um, was while I was in the house and I was still a wheelchair bound and I couldn't run away. Um, which, you know, mm-hmm. is, is pretty freaky. You know, you see something yeah. kind of running towards you, and you can only roll away so quickly. Or if you're sitting in a chair that took you 10 minutes to get into, um, and it's like, okay, now I have to transfer myself to my wheelchair and try to get the heck out of here. Um, corner me when I was in the bathroom because there was, there was only one entrance, and it was a very narrow bathroom. And, yeah, that was, that was low-key terrifying. Um, but then eventually I did get normal. I, I, it's normalized for me, if that makes sense. Like, it's like I'd see him and I'd be like, okay. But it's almost like I became yeah. numb to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, all right, well, okay, you're here. Why, why you, not me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Can I get, can I get through here, please? Kind of yep, like that. Exactly. Like, yeah. Did he ever do anything else? Did he ever, like, you no, know, he cornered you, but did he ever, like, try to harm you, or was it more like all, like, a barking dog on a leash where you'd know he can only go so far, but he's not going to do anything else? Um, you know, for a while, he was just like a barking dog on a leash, um, but then I started experiencing, like, sleep paralysis, except I wasn't going to sleep. Like, it would happen like as soon as I lay down in the bed. And at this point, I wasn't on painkillers. I wasn't on like any any sort of medication besides maybe the occasional ibuprofen for the pain. Um, but it, it actually, as my life returned to normalcy, um, especially when I started walking again and going to physical therapy, the activity got worse. Um, it was like, as, as, it was like as, as I was transitioning back to quote unquote normal life, like the activity would get worse. Um, and there was even one point, um, and the way Haunted Hospital portrayed this was kind of funny. Um, if anyone ever watches that episode, please know that I did not scream nearly that much. Um, <laughs> there was a little screaming, but not like constant sitting in my wheelchair screaming all the time. Um, there was at one point when um, like the house kind of rumbled a bit. And, you know, we live in Southern California, so it was like, is this an earthquake? But it wasn't, uh, and the house, like, shook to the point where, like, pictures and paint, you know, paintings and the clocks and mirrors on the wall were falling, and, you know, again, we were very religious at the time. My mom gets out her Bible and starts reading out of the Bible, and that wasn't working either, and, you know, this wasn't a demon, so to speak, so the religious aspect of it wouldn't have been effective, and you could actually hear him laugh. Like, it was the, I'll never forget, like, that sound like as soon as my mom started reading scripture and started praying i could hear him laugh and it wasn't like a sinister evil laugh but more of a like 
okay, you all are ridiculous type of laugh. Um, yeah, that, that I'll never forget the sound of that laugh. It was um, spine chilling, um, so to speak. But it, it, it was after the sleep paralysis incidents kept happening um, that it was like, okay, we need to call somebody. Like even my cat refused to go into my bedroom. Um, like she would hiss when she went by my room and, you know, my my cat will sleep through like a hurricane and a, and a armed robbery. Like she like she was not like she didn't really care because you know she's a cat. Um, yeah, so that was definitely one of the bigger signs. But yeah, it was a it was an interesting time in my life. I'm just wondering what kind of prison he was like, like in like when he was alive. Mm-hmm. You know. If you had been yeah, to like an old lady, if, if it would have been the same, it would have been the same uh, kind of thing, um, you know. Yeah, so. you know, I've I've had psychic mediums reach out to me since the haunted hospitals episode, and they've been like trying to read the situation, like I guess by reading me and my memories of the situation. Um, and they've theorized that they that they think maybe he was abusive in life as well. Um, and I have a few leads on who I think it may be because I had a friend who worked for um, uh, uh, Highway Patrol um, at the time. And the crazy thing about my accident was I hydroplaned on a freeway ramp, which would have been CHP, California Highway Patrol, but when I fell off the, the ramp and I fell 25 feet onto the street below, that was the local police department. <laughs> so it was like there was these two different police reports for me um, because of how the accident happened. Um, but I had a friend who's a CHP officer at the time, um, and he he told me, like, he, he, he gave me a couple of hints of, like, you know, it could be this person, but I think that night – there were a couple thousand more accidents than like the average New Year's Eve evening because it was raining. And I think out of that, there may have been like 700 motorcycle accidents. So it's, yeah. So it's a little, it was a little difficult to find out. Like, like I said, I have a few leads on who I think it could be. um, But obviously I'm not going to release the name um, who I'm 99.99% sure of who it is just because, I haven't been able to find like kin to him to even get that kind of permission to be like, Hey, could I do the big reveal? But also since he was not so pleasant to me in the afterlife, I also don't want to like reopen traumatic wounds. Um, so <laughs> yeah. 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 You don't like put his name out to the atmosphere. He hears his name and then like, Oh, okay. I'm coming back now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yep. And that was one thing. And that was one thing I was concerned about when I started telling the story to haunted hospitals. I'm like, uh, is this gonna? Is he gonna come back if I start talking about yeah. it? Um, I did have a few moments where I, it, it, you know, throughout like the filming and write because I did write a book about it too. Because haunted hospitals did a great job covering my story, but my segment was only 20 minutes, and there was months of this going on. So I was like, eh. Go ahead and put put the book out. Um, but there were times I kind of felt him around because that's a feeling you never forget. Um, but he didn't do anything. But I also don't know if that's because my mom had since passed and 
my mom, like she's, she's turned into quite the bulldog, the bull, the guard dog for me. Um, <laughs> like I don't get nearly as much activity at home anymore, just in general, you know, cause you know, as a paranormal person, you kind of get transients coming through. Um, mm-hmm. I don't get nearly as much activity as I used to, not since she passed. So I'm wondering if that's part of the reason why as well. Like she's like she's around you, like her her spirit is guarding you. Shield. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's um, not bad to have a little bit of a uh, a bodyguard around you, especially in in the stuff that we do. You know, mm-hmm. especially who someone like your mother who just wants nothing but your well being around yep. you. You know? Yep, yep, yep. She's she's come through a few times in my investigations, and um, like even when we were when I was at the cabin uh, back in May, she came through. And I know when she comes through, usually it means there's something negative around. So I was like, eh, okay, um, which makes sense, uh, especially at the Elliot house. Uh, yeah, she was popping in, and so I'd be like, Mom, it's okay, I got it, it's it's all good. But yeah, it's it's nice to have somebody on the other side, you know looking out for me and kind of keeping a pulse on pulse check on things to make sure things are, are okay. Plus it's got to give you a sense of comfort and, and, you know, just uh, relaxation to know that she is there with you. Mm-hmm. When you're oh, going yeah, on definitely. the so, Yeah. It's, it's nice to have that. So when you, um, you're going on these, you, you went through all this, Stuff, um, with with the uh, with the, the the attachment. When did you like decide? Hey, I'm going to go and actually look for these spirits. And what? How did you like get over it or get over like the fact that hey, I might bring people back with me? How did you overcome that fear to start your investigating and you know? going into all these places where, you know, instead of, like, they're coming with you, you're actually going out and looking for it. Well, college friends um, at where I was studying who like to go ghost hunting. So I, I went with them a few times. Um, it was about 2010, fall of 2010, where, I, you know, I was going over my final project options with my graduate advisor, and he pointed out, he said, because we were trying to figure out, you know, hey, what am I doing for my final project for graduation? And, um, like, you could write a thesis. You could do, like, more of a hands-on production project because my, my, my uh, major was in theater. And he, he, he said, he's like, Alex, do you know that all of your projects have had some sort of ties to the supernatural? And I was like, oh, yeah? And he's like, yeah. And I didn't really notice it until I saw all of my work laid in front of me and Sure enough, every, everything I ever studied in theater, had I connected it to some sort of, like, ghost stories, um, spiritual beliefs, psychic mediumship, spiritualism, you know, that whole thing. And I guess that was just validation for me to be like, you know, I think I want to dive deeper into this. And, you know, thinking about my experience with the, with the attachment, and I'm like, I think this is something I may want to do, like, to really, you know, I want to go for it. Um, 
So I started reaching out to local teams, and I was very transparent. I said, hey, I just want to see if I can shadow you. Like, I don't know if I really want to do this, but I'm just wondering if I could shadow you for maybe a few weeks. Um, you know, I won't, I'll help carry stuff. I'll help with setup. I'll buy water and snacks, you know. Um, I just want to see if this is for me and this is something I want to do. Um, and luckily the local teams in San Diego were extremely gracious and they're like, oh yeah, you know, here's our, here's our investigation schedule. Here's our meeting schedule. Um, and I actually got some offers to join these teams, but I was also a working actor at the time. Um, I was driving up and down like Southern California for like film, TV, theater. Um, and so I couldn't commit to like an actual schedule uh, so I just, that's why I decided to start my own team because I would essentially be my own boss. Um, and then I just took what I, what I learned from these other groups with their permission. You know, I was like, Hey, is it okay if I borrow your rules for my own group until I can solidify something of my own? And they were like, Oh yeah. You know, again, extremely gracious, really kind, um, really kind people. Um, and actually, ironically, because I had that kind of flexibility with my own group, I actually recruited, not intentionally, but recruited a lot of members of the military, because um, San Diego is a big military town. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was able to recruit a lot of military members onto the team because I was so lenient with, like, commitments. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of, it's kind of cool. That's awesome. So did you find, like, you know, going with all these different teams throughout the San Diego area, did you um, find that that helped, like, experiencing their different, their different methods of investigating, did that help you in the long run? Uh, yeah, it, it definitely helped me in the long run because I got to see, like, what worked for me and what didn't. Um, then there's a little bit of paranormal drama, not with me directly, but seeing like other teams go through their drama and I'm like, Ooh, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, it's the paranormal. Yeah. There's going to be drama at some point. Um, <laughs> it's just, drama and everything. It's just, it's just the nature of the game. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I was able to just take little bits and pieces of things that I liked. Um, if there was something I didn't like, then I just didn't use it. Um, yeah. It's, it, it was really beneficial. Um, it was really beneficial to do that. I think um, just just to get a feel of like personalities and types of people you know you vibe with and who you don't. And um, and I think what helped was I was just transparent from day one with these groups. I just said, you know, hey, this is where I'm at. I don't know if I want to do this. Um, is it okay if I just hang out with you? And and you know, and I contributed. I you know, would buy snacks, buy waters. I would help them with setup. And that actually gave me a, a, a good uh, crash course in, like, tech and, you know, surveillance equipment and how all this works. And, um, yeah, it was it was really good. That's probably something, like, I would recommend, like, anybody who's interested in, like, being in the paranormal, whether they want to be a team or go solo, is, like, see if you can find a team to shadow for, like, a month or a couple weeks and, yeah, just off, you know, an offer to, you know, help with setup, buy snacks, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, con contribute and just, you know, just kind of be a fly on the wall. Um, and then if you end up joining that team, that's awesome too. But yeah, I think just being able to experience that, um, 
was really helpful. I, I think it was possibly instrumental in my development as an investigator. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I did when I, well, I started off with, um, I started with Hallie O'Dell. Um, we did um, All Thing Paranormal Society uh, back mm-hmm. in like 2012, 2013. And, you know, I learned from him. And then I learned from, uh, you know, Dennis Eslock uh, as well. And then I, I helped try to transcend paranormal around here, Twisted Paranormal. You know, I, I was going to different locations with different teams, learning different styles. I think that's what everyone really needs to do. Like you said, it, when people ask me, like, oh, you know, how do I start a team or, you know, how do I join, like, either crop the team we're on, you know, it's just the best thing you could do is come out and join us on investigations and see if you fit our style or, you know, or go on public investigations. Like, we have public investigations all over all over Richmond, um, like Crop, and then, you know, Transcend does their public investigations, and Twisted has or does their Haunted Nights investigations in different locations. And if you like it and if you enjoy it, you know, talk to the people like me or Dennis or Lyle or Steve and, and see if you can be uh, – you can be a part of it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's all you can do. So when you moved, you lived in California, and you ended up in Virginia. When you moved to Virginia, was, was it like, did you, how, like paranormal-wise, did you feel like more comfortable here, or was it like an adjustment period as far as like, you know, going to places and stuff like that, meeting meeting people, going on investigations. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, yeah, so you know, I've only been I've only investigated. Well, no, I've investigated three three places in Virginia. Um, I went to St. Albans years and years ago. Um, that's why I was living in North Carolina. I went from San Diego to North Carolina, now to Virginia. Um, and I really liked St. Albans. And then um, back, oh, my gosh, I think it might have been December of last year. No, yeah, December of last year. Um, I investigated the Mary Washington House in Fredericksburg. Um, and then, you know, I, then I investigated the cabin on 360 um, back in May. And I have to say, like, there's a lot of haunted places that are accessible to people in Virginia, and that has me so freaking excited um, because in North Carolina, it's really hard to find places, and it's not because there's a lack of haunted places. There's just um, some teams have exclusive contracts with these locations, so it, it inhibits oh, yeah. people um, from being able to visit, which – I can see like the benefits of that, but also it's hard if you're an investigator in North Carolina and you're not tied with any specific group and you can't get in anywhere. Um, so, uh, so I was frequenting places like the Trivet Clinic in Hamptonville, North Carolina, quite often because 
that's what was that's what's available. Like I could text the owners and say, Hey, can I come next month to investigate? And they're like, Yeah, sure, just leave a twenty on the table and I'm like, Oh, okay, sounds good. <laughs> so um yeah, so I really had to go underground with my investigations in North Carolina. But in Virginia, it's like I'm looking at all the options, and I'm just like, wow, y'all are y'all are lucky, <laughs> cool. And now I live in Virginia, so now I now those are those options are available to me. Yeah, there are definitely places around here that do have have like well, teams will be like, well, this is feel like it's their location, and. Um, I'm not sure if they have like an exclusive contract with the location, but you know they'll 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 put up a put a bit of a hissy fit if you try to get into them. But it's all, there are only a few locations like that around here. But I'm glad that you're able to come out here and um, you know ex- and have easier access to the locations compared to. You know, down there, and you're right. There are a lot of there are a lot of good locations up here, like you know, like you said, St. Albans, the Exchange Hotel, um, like Fairy Plantation, the Cabin. You know, mm-hmm. so so we're getting towards the end. I'm gonna try to like I don't want to get cut cut off like middle of the conversation, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. the spooky stuff. How did you um, what what? How did you start? Well, I'm just how did you start it? Why did you start the spooky stuff page? What what, what was your uh, your idea in starting that off? Yeah. So initially, I started. I had a website, alexmatsuo.com, and what that started that was basically a place for like my theater work. And then I started blogging about just my life as a plus size actress, and then. Um, it just sort of evolved. So the spooky stuff kind of became my COVID project. Um, Cause I, you know, and I, and I have my team and um, I realized my team wanted to go in a different direction than what I intended. And because I didn't want to lose team members and I really enjoyed the people on the team, I didn't want to force them to do something that they didn't want to do. So I basically started the spooky stuff as my own side project. Um, and then I was pleasantly surprised at how much it was growing. Um, I didn't expect um, one of my first viral videos on YouTube was um, just doing like the true story about Courage the Cowardly Dog. And um, that, I think that's that, not to look, it's in like 30, 40,000 views now. It's it's pretty significant um, compared to, you know, the rest of my videos on my YouTube channel. Um, yeah, so I just started expanding. And so I, then I started blogging about paranormal stuff, you know, like ghost stories and um, uh, the paranormal community. And um, I started becoming a voice, a voice in the paranormal community, especially when it comes to like how women are treated in the community. Um, And just like how, I I, I guess I, and also I think with the spooky stuff blog, a part of it was like, I wanted to be able to speak my mind about the way the paranormal community was like was being run um, but I didn't want my team to suffer the consequences, you know what I mean? Um, so I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm just going to branch off as well. Um, you know, so, I, so I've spoken out about things about, like, problematic behavior in the community. Um, and, you know, some people are cool with that and others were not cool with it. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's opened me up to getting a bit of flack sometimes. And, you know, it happens. Uh, 
like right now. <laughs> I disagreed with somebody about demons being involved with the Highland Park shooting, and it opened me up to a ton of harassment, um, which is crazy. Um, yeah, so the spooky stuff just kind of came about just as a COVID project, and then it just sort of grew into its own thing. And then um, on, then I joined TikTok, and as you know, um, recently the video I made about the Elliott House went viral. Like, I think it's at 2.4 million views now, um, which is insane. That's that Absolutely blows my insane. Mind. That, that blows my mind. Um, you know, that it's just uh, – Wow. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it is uh, absolutely amazing that 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 happened. Um, you know, but it's a good story. It's um, not only a, well, you know, good as an interesting, not good as in good, obviously. Um, not the murder part. <laughs> no, no, that is not a good part. Um, but the fact that you know we you you put so much you put so much effort into this TikTok video. You did the research. You came out to the cabin, and enough people—2.4 million people apparently—find it interesting, and you know that brings people. Hopefully, it'll bring people to the spooky stuff page, and that that you know deal with you not believing that a demon had anything to do with the part the, with the Highland Park shooting. You know, I don't understand why people just you know you have your opinion. And you're, you have your right to, to to it. You have your right to it. I don't know why people need to give you flack or I give you shit over something like that. You know, it's not like right. they know if there was a demon there or not. So it's not like they're like, well, you know, unless they were there and they saw something, yeah. mm-hmm. it's all opinion. So I don't yep. know. Yep, that's exactly it. It's all opinion, and heaven forbid, you know, there's a disagreement, and it happens. It happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited that the video went viral, and I I know it gave you all some really good vi- visibility as well. Um, hopefully, not too many tr- trespassers, because um, no. I was like, when I saw it was going viral, I was like, oh no, Dennis is going to have to like camp out in front of the cabin with like his shotgun to make sure no one comes near the near the place unsolicited. Yeah, knock on wood, we have not had many uh, many people or. Like one at that one time when when actually someone broke into the cabin and stole all, all of our stuff. Oh we no! Had, yeah, we had a bunch of awesome like relics that we had found in the in the back. Uh, you know, metal detect, metal detecting and stuff, and uh, someone broke in and took took it all. Oh my and, gosh! Uh, yeah, it sucks. But we uh, we have. Uh, the Hanover Police Department, they're keeping an eye on it. Actually, we had a, a little bit of a um, issue a couple weeks ago. We had a team that came in to investigate the cabin, and um, we forgot. To, they were going to spend the to Friday night, and then we had an opening on Saturday, so they decided to stay. And um, we forgot to call the police department and let them know, and they drove by Saturday night. And they saw the people cars in the driveway and actually stopped. And they actually were like, "You're not supposed to be here." And they ended up having to call Dennis at three o'clock in the morning 
to, which I'm glad they didn't call me because the form would have gone off and RJ would have woken up and that would have not been good because he would have been up the rest mm-hmm. of the night. So, um, but they got it cleared up. So we do have, you know, to hand over to police department or sheriff's department, keeping an eye on the cabin. Plus we have people who live like down the street from the cabin who drive up and down the road. So they'll, they'll if they see anybody out there, they'll let us know. Um, but, you know, so luckily that has not happened. But even if we did, we'd deal with it, you know. Yeah. So, and so I got wow. – um, I want to give you a chance to plug your um, stuff. First, I got to tell you that Rick Gabbert says hello. So Hi, Rick. He's a big – so there you go, Rick. Got your, got your shout-out from the Alex Matsuo. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so let's see. Plugging in. So you can visit my website at thespookystuff.com. Um, my handle on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter is the spooky stuff, um, all one word. And um, you can find my books on Amazon if you type in my name, Alex Matsuo. Um, my books should pop up. Um, the story that I talked about earlier with the attachment, that book is called One Bed Over if you want to learn more about the story and um all that fun stuff. And, um, yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show. This was fun. I feel like we have, we have so much more we can talk about. Um, stuff to have you back on the show, preferably maybe uh, November or December, and we can talk about your wedding and how that went. And, really? um, yeah, I mean, there's so much more i like to get into. But I'm glad we talked about this is, like, the beginning of your of the like the the sequence of the interviews like beginning to know how you got started and then we'll go into more like of your current investigations on the next on the next investigation like some of your really cool evidence that you were able to capture and stuff like that so hopefully you'll be you'll want to come back on and join us uh in the uh in the fall coming up what do you think yeah definitely i'm game Perfection. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I hope you have a great rest of the summer. Of course, I mean, I'll be talking to you throughout the summer and stuff. But, and uh, yeah. we definitely wanted to hear about your wedding. And uh, again, congratulations on all that. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Thank you so much for coming on the show. All righty. Have a good night. Have a great night. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on, for coming on, for listening to the show. I appreciate it. We'll be back next week, I think, with Lisa Lynn, Lisa Lynn Hale. Although I'm going to King's Dominion on that day, so I may be a little tired, just a little bit. So, yeah, but it'll be fun. Back here, same freaking awesome time, same freaking awesome channel. He's yeah, it's the scroll down.